there, this is Liz DeFinnis, and this is Great Vibes with Liz DeFinnis. This is my podcast. Thanks for checking it out. I am a mama to three babes, empowerment mentor, and an online positivity figure. I have taken my background in occupational therapy and psychology, and have transformed it into a self-help platform just for you. Please join me for quick tips on integrating techniques into your life to create more space for peace and tranquility. Because after all, finding and embracing joy is what life is all about. I look forward to serving you and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode two of Great Vibes with Liz DeFinnis. I have to apologize. It's been so long since I was able to record the second episode um, from the time that I did the first episode. So initially, I had this great vision of, as I mentioned in the first episode, sharing the recordings from a recent mini course that I ran called The Mindset Rewrite. When I went to pull those recordings, um, the third and fourth one were great, but the second one was not so great. So I ended up just deciding that I really didn't want to go about it that way. I decided that I would rather just record it all fresh for you guys and do a new podcast where I just talked about the entire course as a whole, all put together. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to dive into this topic of the mindset rewrite. Um, So what is a mindset? And that's something that, you know, is an interesting topic that we talk about in society a lot. It's it's a word that I feel like anymore is kind of thrown around. And I think it's a fantastic topic. But then the question is really, what is it? So we hear a lot about things like a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And when we think about a fixed mindset, what, what comes to mind for you? For me, I think, wow, okay, so a fixed mindset. So it means I'm fixed in space. I'm unable to to move out of that space. I feel um, kind of like I'm cemented in, you know, like your feet are just cemented in the ground and you have no ability to move outside of that space that you're in right then. So what I want to think about within that is the fact that a growth mindset is the ability to grow outside of the space that you're contained within. So you are now going to push down the walls. You're going to give yourself the opportunity to see outside the world that you are within. You're coming outside of the box. When I think of a growth mindset, I love to picture something physical that I can envision being what I want to be. So imagine, you know, you've been on a walk before and you're walking down the sidewalk. It's a nice sunny day. There's beautiful white clouds in the sky. There's a little bit of a breeze on your face. It's wonderful. And as you're walking, you see that beautiful little flower pushing its way up through the cement or through the sidewalk, creating its own path, taking control of its destiny and saying, nope. You tell me I can't grow here, I'm going to grow here anyway, and pushes its way through. In doing that, it is growing. It is getting stronger. It is having to do all of the things to be able to push through and use that strength to push up. That little tiny itty bitty flower has the strength and courage to push up through that cement. 
this is going to sound ridiculous, but seriously picture this, all its little flower friends, you're crazy, you can't do that, you're not going to be able to do that pushes the negativity out and says, nope, I am a positive thinker. I have rewritten my ability. I'm going to set my mindset to grow and I'm growing and grows right up out through the cement. That is amazing, right? It's like a miracle. When I see those flowers, I always think, wow, that's like a miracle flower right there. That's awesome. So why am I saying this? Why am I sharing all this with you? You know, that's what a growth mindset is all about. It's about the ability to rewrite your mindset to understand that the moment that you're in right now is not the moment you have to stay in. The thought process that you're in right now is not a thought process that you need to be in in the future. You have the power to do anything and everything that you want to do by simply changing your mindset and adjusting it so that you can embrace the things around you. So that's what a mindset is. That's my little spiel on mindset. Um, there's lots of information out there, you know, you can Google that term. And obviously mindset's a, like I said, a really popular term today in society. Um, so what I wanted to do was I created this course and it is now a course that is available for purchase on my website. And it is called the Mindset Rewrite the Perfectionist Edition. And I'm going to go through some of the concepts with you guys here on the podcast so that you have an opportunity to gain a little insight and knowledge on these topics and decide like, huh, does this this is something that, you know, maybe I should work on, or maybe this is something that you've already worked on and you've mastered. And if you have, that is amazing and awesome and good for you. I love that. So the first topic um, that we talk about is mom guilt. And then we go into procrastination, low self-esteem, and OCD tendencies. All four of those topics are manifestations of perfectionism. So within that, you start to be a perfectionist or you are a perfectionist and you start to feel those things. So for example, mom guilt. Mom guilt, for all my fellow mamas out there, man, it is real. And it is something that nobody ever told me about before. You know, before I had my first baby, I was told all these things like pampers are the best diapers or no, you should get loves because they're cheaper. These are the best wipes. You have to have a bottle warmer. Oh my gosh, don't forget the diaper genie and definitely need a wipe warmer. You know, you're told all these things. You're bought all this wonderful stuff and everybody's just trying to help you. And it's, it's great. You know, you feel that love and support and that's great. But there's one thing that nobody ever mentioned to me and that was the concept of mom guilt, which is really interesting because I have yet to meet a mom who has not experienced mom guilt in some way. It is extremely, extremely common. And I don't know about all of you, I can't speak for you, but I can tell you I felt it right away. I had a really hard time after I had my first baby, I could hardly get out of bed by myself. And I remember being in the room and he started crying and I wanted to get him out of the bassinet. This was still in the hospital. And I was struggling to try to get out of bed and he had to cry a little bit longer than I wanted to let him. And it broke my heart. And I already immediately started to feel what we refer to as mom guilt. So within hours of becoming a new mommy, I was already experiencing this problem. So the reason why I want to go through that with you and why I want to talk about mom guilt and the fact that it's not just mom guilt, but it's also relationship guilt. It's caregiver guilt. Maybe you're somebody who is, you know, you are a mom, but your kids are grown. Or maybe you are somebody who hasn't had children or don't want to have children or you haven't had children yet. Um, there's so many factors that can go into that. Or maybe it's dad guilt. But 
any time you are in relationships, you have this feeling of guilt. It's like when you feel like you need to be giving in one area of your life, but you're being pulled into another. So we're going to talk real quick about where does all that stem from? And it stems from insecurities. You know, you have an insecurity or a doubt within yourself, and then you start to feel guilty because of that. Whereas if you could come from a place of love and really fulfill yourself and the people around you with the love that you're filling yourself up with, you're not going to have that insecurity and doubt. And then you're not going to feel guilty because you're going to feel confident in the things that you have to offer and the things that you have to do. Uh, look, what does it look like? What does guilt look like for you? I mean, it can really look different for everybody. I know, you know, for me, you know, a lot of times it's, I get stressed when I'm stressed. I start to have a short fuse. I get kind of snippy with everybody around me. Um, I might end up with like a lack of motivation. If I let this get too deep and I don't work on my mindset and I'm starting to feel this way and feel guilty, then I start to have that lack of motivation and I start to seclude myself. Like I don't really want to engage in conversations. It takes too much energy for me to engage when I feel Feel guilty, but then that results usually in more guilt. So super important to be addressing it and kind of working through that. Um, and you know, how does it relate to perfectionism? Why is it a part of this course? Well, it's the idea that you have the need um, to be or that need to appear perfect all the time. It's only a perception within your mind. And the fact is, perfection is something that you really can't define. I mean, who defines perfectionism in your life? I know, you know, for me, I've always held myself up to an extremely high standard, but I'm the one that's doing that. I'm the one that's pushing those standards on myself. So it's, it's super important to kind of release that, release that standard to need to be perfect. Allow yourself to just be, be you, be comfortable and be happy. And that is just so important. Be happy, you know, find that joy in your life, give yourself space for peace and and harmony and all the wonderful things, be able to experience the good in your life. And that's really what it's all about. And so resetting your mindset, rewriting your mindset to be able to release the need for perfectionism and enjoy and bask in the glory of self-love and increased confidence is going to, it can really remarkably change your life. So going into procrastination, I want to talk about this topic just because it really, um, is something that some people can attribute perfectionism or procrastination. Others don't really see it. And I'm only going to talk about one part of this, um, but it's a part that I know for me is something that was really eye-opening as I began my research and um, work in this particular area. So for me, this comes out in the fact that I love making lists. I love planners. I love notebooks. I like checklists. I like to-do lists. I like to make my to-do list with little check boxes. I like it to look perfect and neat and pretty. When I get to item number, you know, 12 and I made a mistake in pen, then I want to rewrite the whole thing because I just want it to look beautiful all the time. And what ends up happening is I spend more time making lists, more time putting together a to-do list than I actually do getting anything done. I plan, 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 but I never really do, do, do. And that is an issue with procrastination. And it's stemming from an issue with perfectionism. It's needing to control, needing to control the list of what needs to be done, needing to control the perfection on the list that I'm making. And it also can result in there being too many things that you don't, that you don't know where to start. You have so many things that you need to do that you just become overwhelmed. And the more that you procrastinate, the more things that you need to do 
And then the more that you don't know where to start by releasing this, releasing the need for for perfection, being able to release that constant desire to control. You are going to have the power to push through projects, push through things that you want to do at home and be able to create more space and time to be with your family, your friends, and doing the things that you love. Another thing that I just want to touch on briefly with perfectionism and procrastination is when you have that difficulty doing a partial job and you feel like you're somebody who needs to be able to do something from start to finish, that leads to putting things off over and over and over again, which is procrastination and ultimately leads to low self-esteem. So that's the next topic. And procrastination can ultimately lead into and cause low self-esteem because the less that you're able to do and the more that you procrastinate, the more that you have things hanging over you like a dark cloud, the less that you're able to feel good about yourself and feel confident. So low self-esteem is something that can come out in many, many ways, but it usually results from some sort of past trauma that starts us to lead into feeling low self-esteem. And then the way that we're living our life, it either supports the continuation and advancement of low self-esteem, or it fights it, builds you up and allows you to engage in self-love. So it's important to understand why is it important to address this? Well, decreased socialization as a result of low self-esteem is something that is really detrimental to you. Human beings are social beings, and so you need to have an opportunity to socialize and engage. Plus, the more that you have low self-esteem, the less success you're going to have at things because you don't believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to engage in confidence in yourself to be able to go out there, be successful, and radiate the success and the idea and the attitude that you can do anything. You have to have that courage to go after your dreams. And with that courage and with that self-love and giving yourself grace where it's needed to not be perfect will build you up and avoid the issues related to burnout. And burnout is a really powerful problem that makes you feel like a failure when in all actuality, failing is not even an option because failing is something that doesn't exist. The only time you fail is when you don't try. You will fail if you allow your self-esteem to get out of control and you aren't able to reel it back in, build yourself up and try. As long as you're trying, you are succeeding. So build yourself up and go out there and try and do all the wonderful things that you know that you're able to do. All right, so the final thing I wanna talk to you guys about that we talk about in this course is the, the topic of OCD tendencies. Now, I say OCD tendencies instead of OCD because so many times people will say the phrase, well, I'm so OCD. And you may be, but true OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, is a diagnosable thing in psychology that really is impacting the ability for an individual to functionally engage in their life. If you are still able to get through your life and you're still able to go to work and do your work and be successful at things and be there for your family, then you may or may not have clinical OCD. And that's something you need to talk to your doctor about if that's the case. But 
OCD tendencies are like those little nuances that we have where, you know, you feel that need to control everything. Um, things all the time because you feel like you need to, um, can't have any kind of little tiny error. Like it has to be perfect. So going back to when I talked about how I make my list, like if I get to item 12 or 13 and I make a mistake, then I feel the need to rewrite that list because I have to have it be perfect. You know, that's a problem. And overdoing it over and over again, not only leads to procrastination, but that's an OCD tendency, which leads to stress also. So why is this important? You know, you got to look at those functional impacts. Me redoing that over and over again, how much time is that taking? So now that's taking time away from my business. I'm not able to accomplish as much. So that's taking time away from my clients, taking time away from my family. It's taking time away from being able to engage in self-care activities and self-love to be able to build myself up to then in turn be able to once again pour into my family and my clients and all of those things. So it is like super, super important, guys, for you to understand how vital it is that you imp that you address four of these areas, all four, an important role in your success and mental health and um, understanding the detriment that perfectionism can have in your life is so valuable, guys. It's, it's just valuable. that I really began to understand that perfectionism is not a positive thing. Oh, before we get into some tips and tricks on being able to better address this, I want to talk about perfectionism and our society. So for me, you know, and I, and I know this is so common out there as an answer. When I would go on job interviews, when I was in my early 20s, fresh out of college, you know, I was interviewing for all these occupational therapy jobs. You know, they would say, what's your weakness? You know, what, what are your three strengths and what's your biggest weakness? Okay, that's a super common question. Um, and it still remains a hard question because you're always challenged with, okay, I'm in a job interview, so I'm not going to talk about something terrible about myself. So you try to pick something that maybe is a weakness, but something that you can, quote, turn into a positive quote, right? Okay, so we've heard that. For me, I always used to go in and I'd say, well, I'm a perfectionist. You know, I have a lot of attention to detail and, um, you know, and that I'm able to keep it under control, but I, I do like to do things well. I like to do them the right way. Okay. So that's always my answer. And that's great. But now if I were interviewing myself, this is what I would hear. I would hear, okay, she likes to pay attention to detail, but she's a perfectionist. So she's going to spend a lot of time trying to perfect things that maybe don't need to be perfect, which is going to result in lost time and productivity for my company. Isn't that the truth? What we just talked about, feelings of guilt, procrastinating, low self-esteem, OCD tendencies. If you're manifesting any of those things, it is probably going to impact your job. It's probably going to impact your productivity there. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. It's going to impact every part of your life, not just your job, but every part. But on that job interview, when that's your answer for your weakness, and you think that you're giving that answer because it kind of puts a positive light on you because you, quote, are great at looking at details, just know that that is not a positive thing. That is not necessarily the best thing for you. You can be an attention to detail kind of person, detail oriented, but it doesn't mean that you need to be a perfectionist. So let's take a look at what can we do about these things. At the end of the day, 
a lot of this stems, perfectionism stems from and results in also of needing to control things. And that need for control is something that comes from your past traumas. You had some sort of trauma, some sort of incident, um, experience, relationship, whatever it may be, that has pushed you down this path of feeling the need to control things so that you have the ability to face the unknown in an aspect where you, you aren't going to be caught off guard. You want to know what's coming because of fear. It's based out of fear. You control so that you don't have to be afraid. Ways to work through past traumas, things like journaling. I'm huge on journaling, guys. That can just transform your life. If you have not journaled, if you're not a journaler, if you think, wow, I can't be a journaler, it's just not, not something I'm good at, I want you to reach out to me. That's important. Reach out to me. I can help you through that. Um, and that's going to be a, a really powerful thing for you to work on. Um, you can do something like writing a forgiveness letter or writing a hate letter. And those are activities that can really transform your life. And we go into that a bit more into the course. Um, you can work on awareness of triggers. Uh, be aware of the triggers that you have for needing the control. Be aware of the triggers that you have for all four of the manifestations. Things that you can do to kind of work on that, uh, work on the triggers and being aware of yourself. Be in tune to your body. Be aware of your body and where you hold your tension. Is it in your shoulders? Is it do you get headaches? Um, you know, what is it in your body that starts, when you start to feel tension, you start to feel stressed. What part of your body do you feel that in? Where do you hold it? And within that, being able to address that and, and work through some progressive relaxation. A Reiki is a great way and doing some energy healing. Reach out to me about Reiki. That's another really powerful way that you can work through some of the things that you may be feeling. Meditation. Meditation is huge. I personally have really had a lot of success in working through journaling, meditation, and Reiki. They are powerful ways for me to be aware of my triggers and to work through and rewrite my mindset surrounding perfectionism. So that's the general rundown of the information. I hope it was a lot of information for you guys, and I am sorry for that, but I'm so happy I could share it with you. I think that the first step in all of this and the first step in rewriting your mindset is just being aware of it, being aware of what it consists of and the fact that like you're feeling this pressure and this anxiety and tension surrounding the idea of having to be so great in every area of your life when in all actuality who's holding you to that greatness who's holding you to perfection who is even defining those words for you and my big question that i want to ask you is why is good not good enough for you why do you need to excel at all the things? Why can't it just be good? Good is okay and good is great. Good can do great things for you. And one of the first things good can do for you is release your anxiety, tension, and stress that you are putting on yourself to achieve perfection in the areas of your life. The importance of all of this is that it's impacting functional areas, guys. You may not realize it, but hopefully after listening to this, you do. 
It is impacting your work, your home, your personal life. It's impacting your family and your friends and your coworkers. And ultimately, it's impacting you. You are a special, unique, wonderful person. You can share your gifts with the world. You have so many people that you can touch, especially when you think about the ripple effect and how many people you can touch through the ripple effect by helping one person and they help someone else and they help someone else, but it all started with you. That's amazing. But you can't give the world you, the real you. You can't share it unless... You have really found the ability to love yourself, to be confident in yourself, release that need for perfection, heal those past traumas, and really feel within yourself, become you. Because at the end of the day, you are enough and you are good enough just the way you are. I really hope that all of this information was helpful for you. I know it was a lot of information thrown your way in a really short time. Um, I have so many things coming up to that link to this, that help you through this. You know, that was a lot of information over a podcast episode, but I feel so passionate about helping you guys with this. This is such amazing um, content that's just going to make such a difference in your life. And so what I want to go through, I just want to tell you, you know, this is a course that I'm offering now, the Mindset Rewrite, the Perfectionist Edition. It goes so much deeper into all four of those topics. Um, there's specific homework and workbooks that go with it that give you specific reflection questions that you have an opportunity to work through and identify some past traumas and identify, you know, where did this stuff stem from and how can you work on it moving forward? Um, some really great tips and tricks. And we go through those concepts that we talked about. I talked about the journaling and the forgiveness letter and the hate letter and being able to work through and process some of the things that you're feeling. That's what we do in that course. You have an opportunity to learn more about it and figure out how you can engage in it and do it so that it helps you rewrite your mindset and gives you some more positivity in your life. Um, there's also another course that I know I talked about on the previous episode, the Peace Project. And that is a bigger course that works on pattern balance to being able to address anxiety. So when you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, maybe you're somebody who has all the things, you know, you have all the things that you, you know, from the outside that anybody looking in, they see you have this house, you have a dream job, maybe you have this significant other that's supportive and wonderful, you know, you have good relationships, you have family support, you, you have the kids that you wanted, you know, whatever it is, you have this dream life when somebody is on the outside looking in, but inside you feel like you're dying, you feel overwhelmed, you feel stressed and pulled in so many ways and you feel inadequate in all that you do. When you think about that, that is a sad place to be. And sometimes we're ashamed to even talk about we feel that way. And that's what the Peace Project is all about. It's diving into that. It's, it's being able to clarify your vision. And then within that, you can set your priorities, be aware of your values so that you can move through. And we work on identifying a routine and patterns and habits in your life so that you can still do the things that you need to do, fulfill the roles that you need to fulfill, but also create space for peace 
and joy and the good things in life because that is what life is all about. And if you can't enjoy those things, if you can't experience peace and joy and harmony, then you're really lacking something huge. You may have all of those other things in, in a row in your life. You have all your ducks in a row. You've done all the things. You checked all those boxes, but you're lacking. And you're lacking self-love. You're lacking the ability to pour into yourself. You're lacking the ability to know that you need that. And that's what the Peace Project is all about. And guys, that is what this whole thing is all about. It's about a mindset. It's about loving yourself and taking care of you. So I'm going to leave you guys in that note. I want you to know that you are enough. You are enough today. You are enough tomorrow. You are enough every single day. You are good enough to do everything it is that you want to do. You have the power to achieve it. Now you just need to take some action. Reach out to me if you have any question, guys. I will have the links in the info from the podcast. Again, this was episode two of Great Vibes with Liz DeFinis, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. You have been listening to Great Vibes with Liz DeFinis. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to apply to be interviewed on Great Vibes, please email Liz at lizdefinis at gmail.com. I look forward to chatting again real soon. Have a fantastic day.